If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Sean Inspires podcast. I am excited. This will be a phenomenal uh, podcast interview today. I had the pleasure of meeting an amazing gentleman um, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And today we are going to talk about wellness from within with the subcategory, Let's Heal the Mind. So today, guys, I have sitting here with me, his name is Cameron Uriah Jones. Cameron, welcome to uh, the Sean Inspires uh, podcast show. We are so glad to have you today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and just introduce you to the audience by reading your bio. Um, Cameron Uriah Jones, born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. I am currently, as he says, a graduate student working towards a doctoral degree in neuropsychology. He also has an associate's degree in paralegal studies, a bachelor's degree in legal studies and advocacy, and a master's of psychology with concentration in child and developmental psychology. He enjoys learning about neurosciences and brain functionality. It is his objective to help treat brain trauma, injuries, learning developmental disorders, mental illness, and cognitive disorders as well. In his spare time, he enjoys singing, writing, recording. He is also a playwright and screenwriter. He enjoys outside activities, spiritual meditation, creating positive experiences for family and friends. He also loves helping people find balance in their lives through understanding brain health and awareness of how to build a healthy mind. As he embarks upon his lifelong commitment of treating brain illness, it is his objective to help people find methods that address genetic, biological, and hereditary variables that affect brain functionality. That is an impressive bio, Cameron. But in your own way, we welcome you and would like for you to introduce yourself to the listening audience. Well, yes, like Sean said, my name is Cameron Uriah Jones, and I am what you call all things brain. <laughs> I enjoy just brain health, um, understanding how it affects our everyday life, what we need to do to live a healthy life, understanding brain functionality and how it contributes to our everyday life. Like uh, Sean was explaining to you guys, I enjoy singing and writing and performing arts and all the different things that most people enjoy as well. And of course, family and loved ones, uh, spending time with family and loved ones. So I'm glad to be here. That's pretty much me summed up. <laughs> awesome. Well, we thank you so much for um, uh, sharing all the things about you. And we are excited and I applaud you already in advance um, for your uh, doctoral candidacy and, and and making it through the whole process. I know that that mm -hmm. neurology alone is a lot, but then coupled with neuropsychology, that's double. So mm -hmm. high five to you um, for taking on such a great purpose and calling. So let's talk about that just a little bit. Have mm -hmm. you always been interested in the way the brain works, healthy and unhealthy, and where did that interest or, or aspiration come from in regards to psychology? I, in fact, was a brain damage 
child. I, I had a severe brain injury as resulting from a fall from a bump bed. I was a few months old and it damaged most of my cranium, caused swelling in my brain. And um, my parents were told that I'll pretty much be a vegetable. And if I do make it, I would pretty much suffer extreme ADHD, uh, learning developmental issues, and possibly, you know, other issues that relates to developmental issues as far as, you know, being, being able to pay attention in class, um, inability to learn, um, or in fact, autism of some sort because of the brain damage. But here I am today. So that was one of the main reasons why I decided to embark on this journey because I was told that I would not be able to function as a normal human being again because of my brain injury. Wow, that is, that's absolutely amazing. So actually listening audience, we have a miracle yes. on the line. And yes. so that is that great reason to um, celebrate. And, and thank you for sharing uh, your interest and in how you um, became really invested in the work of studying the brain and, and wanting to know all the different mechanics. And as you mentioned, functionality of the brain. So as we talked about when you and I first, um, I want to continue the conversation that we had a week ago. And I want a journey added in this dynamic. I know May, they entitled May, the month of mental illness. And I got so many notes and messages from people like, why are you not talking about mental illness? And I replied to some, and you know, I do believe everything happens in its own divine time and divine season. And mm -hmm. so it was not yet time for me to speak fully or to have someone on that I felt would be able to, in a relatable and transparent way, speak to the audience and give them powerful tools to bring them into a place of wellness and transformation when it comes to the mind and the brain. So today, let's talk about the healing dynamic and what are some of the things for, we you talked about dysfunctional trauma right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we talked about men specifically that had so much trauma and is still experiencing so much trauma that has not been dealt with and for whatever reason it has not been unpacked and treated properly why do you think some of that is Honestly, I've always tell people when it comes to brain development, it starts at home, right? The variables that affect a child's development starts with the parent or the caretaker, the educational institution, peer influence. And if the environment that a child is raised up in is not healthy, the brain begins to store that unhealthy stimuli, which is unhealthy information. And it stores it in the hippocampus and when something happens or the child in, or the teenager or even an adult encounters a situation that um, that's hostile, the brain downloads all of that negative stimuli to create a reaction. It can be impulsive behavior, defiant behavior, disruptive behavior, you know, abusive behavior, you know, and a lot of times if we, we are raised in environments and our parents are not conscientious of what is actually being developed in our brains. And we grow up and they say, what is wrong with you? Why are you acting this way? I don't know. I just feel this way, right? 
and there's something associated with there. There's poss a possible disorder, uh, trauma, cognitive um, disorders, <laughs> you know, which there is therapy for that. But most times, personality disorders is what we're seeing play out in a lot of people that we encounter in our everyday lives, in our relationships, in our careers, in our friendships. A lot of undiagnosed personality disorders is what we're seeing today. And I'm, I love the way that you took it and you broke it down into categories. And I also just gained some amazing insight from what you shared that the brain has the ability to store and house traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. That's powerful in, in, it, in, a, in itself being that that memory download, if I'm hearing correctly, as mm -hmm. you're sharing with us, that memory download can possibly later become a part of a habit or a lifestyle mm -hmm. habit. That is not the healthiest. Is that correct? Correct. Very much so, which we call a personality disorder. We hear people say you're narcissistic or you have your paranoid or borderline personality disorder, you know, schizo. Uh, personality disorders. You have all of these different variations of what is considered a personality disorder, which is unha unhealthy thinking, functioning, and behavior issues. So typically, if you see these things play out in a child early in life, typically it's going to transition into their adult life if it goes undiagnosed or untreated. So would you say, with that being said, so would you say what we are seeing such a massive um uh, uprising and surfacing of so many people um, having mental illness or mental disorders. I'm 45 and maybe I was thinking back some time ago as a kid, I don't remember seeing so many people have mental disorders, but we're at, an, at a space now that it's like at alarming rates where I was in a conversation while visiting um, in New Orleans and I was out having dinner and had had it with some professionals and three of those individuals are very successful people and what they do. And all three of them expressed that during the time of, of COVID that they all realized they needed some mental health. They needed a therapist, they needed a coach because so many things that they had, as you mentioned, had not dealt with in the past and now as successful professionals in their own right, they found all of these different things happening to them and how they were reacting to things that was going on. And so now we're in the space of here it is, how do we deal with it? And what is the one of the healthiest ways to help people come to terms with it? Because so many people are locked in fear, Cameron. So what would be one healthy step for those individuals even listening that have been privately saying, yes, I have a great career, I have a loving family, but I keep falling in this bad pattern of, uh, I don't know what those patterns may be, but it, they found that it's unhealthy, right? What is the first step to becoming whole and well again? so that they could avoid those missteps and patterns? Seeking professional advice, honestly. And, you know, reaching out to your mental health providers in your local area, there's tons of mental health information available. Getting mental health information or going to see a therapist for proper diagnosis is not something that should be shunned. It's something that should be embraced, especially in the urban community where a lot of 
sometimes we just don't know. We're told to pray about it and 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 and, and begin to move on, right? But however, what I've seen is that when it comes to replacing the negative information, right, with positive information. You ever heard that saying, you are what you think, right? Whatever a man thinks, so is he, right? You hear that often in our, our homes, and that's very much true. But to put in, if there's negative, so much negative thinking, so much negative um, um, variables that's always impacting your ability to function, eventually, if you don't begin to replace that behavior or that information with positive information, taking a walk, going for a swim, uh, eating healthy, speaking words of affirmation into your mind, um, doing something fun, adventurous, typically outdoor activities are great for um, leveling the mind. You know, green, seeing things green (laughs) in mental health helps. Have you ever noticed when you're seeing grass and green, it just calms you. Being outside is probably one of the very important things. If there's no medication, there's no diagnosis, get outside, begin to explore the world around you. And, and, and that, you know, those are some of the things I do. Um, but the key thing is getting diagnosed, seeing your mental health professionals to ensure that you are not, in fact, suffering from some apparent personality disorder, in fact, some de- developmental disorder, which can definitely um your life off. Absolutely. But as you were giving those tools and, and empowering the listening audience to walk forward and to take the healthy steps, I was hearing color therapy. Yes. Color and therapy. <laughs> that, that, that is, that is, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's a real thing, but that it is, is a real is thing. Great. It is definitely a real thing. Green, seeing things green, definitely being outside in nature especially for developmental disorders, help calm impulsive behavior or even inattentiveness. It helps calm the brain. So yes, color therapy is a real thing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wow, amazing. And so we, you talked about attentiveness. So if we, I work as a life coach and I have a few clients that some of them specifically when they first joined in the journey of transformation, one of the main things, as you mentioned, attentiveness. And I found a pattern that so many of them were saying, well, the ability to focus, that I, I just, my focus is off. And, and how, do, how do I get my mind to focus? So for individuals that have difficulty, that are easily distracted, that their attention span is, is zero to almost 20, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say would help? What are some healthy practices in regards to neural practices that they could implement that would help them improve over time? Because again, so many people want healing and they don't realize it's a process. So over time, what is a healthy practice for them to possibly implement to harness their focus? A lot of times it's basically what you eat a lot of times. Um, If you don't have a lot of proper 
macronutrients, the brain needs omega fatty acids, which helps with working memory and inattentiveness. You know, we eat fish and different things, different healthy eating um, habits are, are critical to brain health. You know, if, if you're, there's no diagnosis, typically when someone is struggling with um, focus or inattentiveness or um, irritation, frustration, and never been diagnosed or have never seen a mental health professional to help them understand what is going on with me, ADHD is probably one of the main most common disorders that goes undiagnosed in the urban community or in adults, right? Um, typically, it's diagnosed in children, um, but it does happen more often in adults who've never been diagnosed. And you need to see a, a mental health professional get an MRI done, which is neuroimaging, to see if, in fact, there is possible genetic traits of ADHD um, in your bloodline or you're possibly an ADHD um, patient, but never knew it. And it doesn't make you unfunctional. It just means that there are specific, specific things like inattentiveness or inability to focus that are associated with ADHD. So, you know, it's important to get, you know, go get some mental professional help in terms of neuroimaging to ensure that that's not the case. Now, and as you, as, as you were mentioning, I, I also was hearing hereditary. So is it possible that some of the illnesses when we talk about mental illness or, or mental trauma outside mm -hmm. of experiences that trauma that and the trauma may be, some of these things, is it possible that it could be hereditary and the individual just have never taken time to find out what that is like in their lineup? Is that correct? Very much so. ADHD is one of those developmental disorders that can be very genetic. Um, personality disorders can be environmental, just hereditary, but can have some genetic uh, reference to it as well. There's always ongoing studies when it comes to genetic and mental health, and we are creating different methods to help quickly diagnose ADHD and developmental disorders in children and adults. So a lot of times, and typically ADHD comes from the father, and most men are um, diagnosed with ADHD. Women too, but majority are men who um, have the genetic gene of ADHD. Um, oh yeah, it's very, it can be very hereditary and it can be um, genetic as well. Wow, that's that's powerful insight. I never thought it, it that it could possibly be hereditary. Um, if there's if there's a, 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 a individual in the family that have had um, not just trauma but also mental things from from a long time, and maybe it'll transfer into the next um, family member. That is very very shocking information and that I that I had never even known or even considered in my own um, evaluation of connecting with family and seeing what that possibly could look like. So everyone listening, this is key. Take a look at your community, your family community, and yes. do some assessments, just as Cameron is sharing with us today, do some assessments. And you very well may be working through something that is not even your fault, right? And right. so 
know that this is a healing space, that this is a place that is sacred. And this is why Cameron is here with us today. And this is why I wanted to bring someone on who I know who could speak to the heart of the issues of what we are facing, not just in America, but all over the world. Um, And so with that being said, you mentioned a lot of things. We talked about color therapy. We talked about diet. We know that, as you said, in the urban community, when we look at um, demographics in certain neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. there are certain type of grocery stores in certain neighborhoods. There There are certain type of healthy grocery stores in certain neighborhoods. So for those that are listening, this may be an eye opening first step tool to your healing is you may have to shift, as Cameron is saying, shift some of your diet. Yes. As -hmm. you consult with your physician, right, Cameron? Yes, very much so. And so at that point, I think, too, you you are absolutely correct in, in saying that. And if we do a little study, if we say, hey, well, I noticed that after I ate the mac and cheese, I got really, really sluggish. Well, think about it. It's carbs, it's cheese, it's milk. It's all those things that slow down your ability to be attentive, right? That slow down your ability to be aware and conscious of all things at an accelerated rate as you should function. Nothing wrong with eating those things in its proper time, but over-consuming in our community, as we have seen over a length of time, has become very unhealthy. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So what would be, we mentioned going to getting professional help. We changed the diet. Mm -hmm. We now connect and engage with nature. And now I want to talk a little bit about meditation mm-hmm. because oftentimes people do not realize how powerful meditation is in your daily life and how it itself can help heal you of some physical and most times emotional ailments that we're experiencing. So Cameron, if you could share um, from your background and your expertise, as you shared, even in your bio, that you enjoy meditation. If you could share with the listening audience, what are some healthy meditation practices that they could add to their lifestyle? In therapy, um, we attribute a lot of the development now in therapy and in neurosciences to divinity, right? A higher power. Because of the, the details um, development of the human being, right? And in me knowing that, even in my studies, that because of we're so well put together and developed, that science now contributes the the human development to divinity helps me understand how connecting with a higher power or turn clearing out the clutter is what I like to do. Turn my brain off and just sit sometime in quiet fitness, not to even think, try not to think about anything, probably throw some classical music on. There's such thing as musical therapy. It does work (laughs) for calming and just clear out the clutter, clear out the negative thinking and just sit and close your eyes and just let all that negative energy just move from your thinking because it is about your thinking. 
Remember I said earlier, whatever a person thinketh about themselves, so is he. Typically, if you think it's going to create an action, that's how the brain works. So taking time out of your daily life to just not do anything and just sit in a calm place is one of the benefits that I do as someone who who, who meditates. Wow, even as you even as you were talking and you say clearing out the clutter. Yes. That that is important because sometimes we have so much going on. We, mm-hmm. we we're going from one activity to the next activity or to one conversation to another conversation. And now with so many people working um, virtually, their their calendars for Zoom meetings are back to back to back to back to back. Right. And, yes. and, and it's like monstrous in trying to juggle all of that, um, which also affects your health. That if you don't have any downtime to sit and meditate, then you really become unhealthy. So I love how you say, let's clear out the clutter. So for the listening yes. audience, that's that's your that's your homework. Normally, as a coach, I give homework to my uh, clients. And so the listening audience today. Cameron and I, we want to empower you and charge you with clearing out the clutter. And so, yes. Cameron, would you say there is a certain amount of time uh, that a person should spend in meditation? Me, I, you know, we're all very busy people, and it doesn't take much to clear out the clutter. Sometimes it can take a minute to just sit up for 60 seconds, just step away. I like to do five to 10, <laughs> me to give myself really time to just not do anything, turn off everything, turn off social media, turn turn it off, right? It's, you know, like a computer, you have to turn it off or it's going to heat up, it's going to eventually, this malfunction is going to go haywire, right? Or we call it having a nervous breakdown. And when you're not clearing out the clutter and there's so much information going through your brain because the brain is going to do what you need it to do and that's process information. But information overload will happen eventually because you're cluttered. The brain's trying to figure out where to put this information, where to store this information, uh, what type of reaction should you be doing if this happens. And there's so much going on at one time. If you don't break and put a halt to all of that, you're going to have information overload, which typically can lead to a nervous breakdown. Clear out the clutter. Step away Clear from it. Give yourself that much. Give you that much. Please give yourself that much an opportunity to just clear out the clutter. And whatever that clutter is, it can be a relationship. <laughs> it can be work. It can be social uh, interactions with friends and family. It can be sometimes overthinking. You know, stop and clear out the clutter. Wow, that's amazing. I was actually, as I always close my show, I normally have every guest uh, leave a word of um, empowerment or inspiration as we are getting ready to wrap the segment, but you just did it. So I I don't even have, I don't even have to ask you to give a word of encouragement or inspiration because you flowed right in it. And, And that's one of the most amazing things about the guests on the show there's normally such a great synergy that they can pick right up and just know exactly where to go and where to land and be such a blessing to the listening audience. Cameron, if you could uh, share with the listening audience how they may partner with you and follow you um, as you are on this journey and doing great work to bring healing um, to the realm of the mind, the realm of the soul. Well, I don't have any 
social media set up for that particular, but you can follow me on Facebook at Cameron Jones. <laughs> follow me on Facebook on Cameron Jones. Send me a message if this helped you. Um, I'm not hard to find. I'm the guy with the cool white outfit on with the glasses and the nice hat, <laughs> with the ATL hat on there. Um, follow me on social Facebook and message me if, if and we, you know, I'll send you some words of empowerment, some mental health resources, and you know, find out who is your mental professional in your area. And the key thing is being informed and knowing what steps to take to put you on the right path to mental health freedom. And yeah. Absolutely amazing. We so appreciate you. We value your time, your knowledge, your spirit, energy, and power. And so congratulations again for your doctoral um, degree in neuropsychology. You are getting ready to shake the world as you have already done with us today on the Sean Inspires show. So thank you again. Everyone who's listening, do download and share the Sean Inspires podcast with your community. You can find me on Spotify, Spryker, iHeart, and a host of other podcast outlets. And as always, stay strong and stay inspired. Until next time, bye now. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.